shiv. <laughs> um. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Doing the Woo, a Doctor Who podcast where we rewatch, analyze, and discuss the crown jewel of Cam TV. We're the doers. I'm Daphne. And I'm Irma. <laughs> oh my I'm god. Sorry. I just feel like we always talk a bit before we do the intro. I know. We did now, but in Swedish. Yeah, we also so, didn't say anything funny. We were just like goofing around with the shape of my candy. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. No wine this time. We're just uh, high on sugar. Yeah, we haven't even eaten any yet. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I haven't. Okay. Um, so this episode is also not the episode to be high on sugar on because it's Father's Day, the most depressing episode ever. Mm. It's so fucking sad. Um, actually, do we have... I, I do have news. Oh, really? Um, just one thing. Uh, recently, Christopher Eccleston was at um, like a convention or something where he did an interview mm-hmm. where he was asked... Um, who his favourite doctor was. Really? Can you guess who he said? Did he say Peter Capaldi? No. Um, I don't know. Paul McCann. No. Who? Jodie Whittaker. No. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> oh no, Christopher. But I don't think he think watches Doctor No, Me, I don't so think so either. He doesn't yeah, I'm like, he would say that. I think it's because he likes her as a person and as an actor, probably. Yeah. And then he doesn't watch Doctor Who, so he's just and like, he maybe I wants, like her. Maybe he wants to piss off Doctor Who fans. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, because he also, he was asked about uh, doing the 60th anniversary, and he was like, I'm never never working with Russell T. Davis again. Oh. Um, good for him. Good for him. I get it. Uh, he also said um, he would never do a multi-Doctor episode. So, if they want him back, it has to be him only. Oh my god, 14 is Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> that, that I would accept. I was just thinking, because when we've been speculating about like what the 60th would be like, because, I mean, it's weird for the new Doctor to come in and be introduced in, the, in like this... It's not even the first episode of a season, it's just like a weird in-between anniversary special. Mm-hmm. And and usually, du- during these anniversaries, it's a multi-doctor story. But then, like, who would come back? Obviously, David Tennant would come back. Maybe Matt Smith. Peter Capaldi said he will never come back. <laughs> and um, Christopher Eccleston, of course. And Jodie. But Jodie would be like... I mean, she she just left in the episode beforehand. Why would mm-hmm. she come back? I don't know. I, I think that would kind of defeat the point. So I... My idea was, and I don't think that's going to happen, but I think it would be nice to have just the whole episode be nine. Yes. So. Absolutely. And I mean, that's what he said he would do recently. Yeah. Unless we're going to make him eat his words. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there you go. Fuck you. <laughs> that would be great. I would absolutely watch an episode with just nine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I also don't think it's a good idea to like introduce a new doctor um, along with like old beloved tried and tested doctors like mm-hmm. let them have an episode where we can get to know them you know on their own 
Yeah, I'm very, I'm very on edge about the new era because he, I can't see how this is gonna work really. I mm. can't, I can't picture it. I'm sure it's gonna be good, but I can't picture it. Yeah. So I'm on the fence. And then he recently, I mean, Russell has said that he would never come back unless he's gonna change like a lot about what Doctor Who is. I think it's just the structure of the whole story, so it's probably not gonna be like um. I don't know. I have no idea, but I, I, I just imagine that it's not gonna be like. Uh, a monster, an episode, mm-hmm. an adventure for every episode, that kind of thing, where yeah. it's just an adventure story. I think maybe he's going to change Yeah, the tone a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Um, kind of, yeah, I was thinking we'll get into it now, probably, about mm. this episode and, like, the way that maybe it could have been improved if it was less a monster of the week type mm-hmm. of episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah, what did you want to say? <laughs> Candy. <laughs> I just wanted to add, before we move on to that excellent segue, we now have... We don't have the, um, the actor yet, but it's more than likely that we have the companion. Really? So it's not like... It doesn't say the companion for Doctor Who, but it's from the same casting agent. Mm-hmm. And it's for a BBC production. Okay. And obviously, the show is entering production now. Early production. Really? So, the announcement from the casting agency says, Andy Pryor Casting are currently searching for a young UK-based trans femme actor, young-looking, 17 to 18-year-old, to play 15. Or mixed... Oh, no, Sorry. Of mixed black and white heritage, the character is one black British parent and one white British parent for a very nice guest lead role in a major BBC drama. Lily. Okay. Lily is clever, creative and confident. That said, Lily does feel the weight of being perceived as different, but doesn't let, let it get in her slash their way. Lily is caring, thoughtful and very perceptive. An incredibly fast learner who will do anything she, they can to look after those who are important to her slash them. Lily has grown up in London. Um, what? This, <laughs> so toilet. Can you read? <laughs> <laughs> Lily has grown up in London, so accent can be anything from strong London to natural to neutral RP or Emily, multicultural London English. Must be available to film full-time for several weeks. May, June, 22. So, trans femme, mixed black and white heritage, uh, can play down to 15 years old, based in the UK. 15 years old? Mm-hmm. Okay, but, like, uh, are we sure this is for Doctor Who? This seems like a kind of strange way to, like, just advertise for an actor. Like, I think- for such a major part. I think it's going to be... I think it could be... Because it says guest... A recurring guest lead. Yeah. So it's not... It's the companion. But then again, he's changing things. So maybe the companion... There isn't one companion who stays for the whole run. Maybe. But if, if if it is like normal, then sounds like the lady person maybe is like a sister or, um, you know, or, a, or um, yeah. a sibling or just someone else who's there for a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, because, I mean, we know from um, Russell's seasons that he did that, you know, he likes to have those kind of characters, side characters who are 
connected to the companion and but don't show up every episode but are still quite prominent mm. um okay but yeah it just like seems weird that they wouldn't do this in more secrecy i know but it's an it's... open casting so they hide they have oh, to publish really? it okay so huh. and again it's a very specific part yeah which it sounds like a doctor who character for sure yeah and it well, sounds it sounds like something russell would do now to have a, a trans yeah character um but again yeah it's open casting and obviously if you're looking it's a very specific look an actor that you're looking mm-hmm. for you can't just you know call someone up and be like hey you'll be perfect for this yeah no mm. definitely okay mm. but yeah but it also might just not be doctor who yeah it's possible <laughs> i think it is i think because it's, it's the same casting agent okay and they're filming the same block as a Doctor Who is filming. Okay. Which is May and June this year. We will find out. Um, yeah. If Lily is a character that shows up in Doctor Who. It's kind of ironic, don't you think? If it would be like... Okay, so maybe Lily is not the main companion then. But if we would have Russell's first companion be Rose. And then his first when he comes back to be Lily. Lily, yeah. Someone pointed that out as yeah. well. And then... Next time he comes back, he can do Daisy <laughs> or something. And uh, tulip, <laughs> tulip, yeah. Um, broccoli, <laughs> not plant, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's get into today's episode. Yeah. So today's episode is Father's Day, which is episode eight, written by Paul Cornell. Oh wow! I know. I got it down because I, I like this episode. I think it's worth mentioning the guy who wrote it because yeah, he did a good job. Definitely. And I think it's his only episode this season, if not ever. In Doctor really? Who. Oh, wow. That's a shame. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, yeah. Did you cry? I was about to, but then you came knocking on my door and then I just <laughs> stopped crying. But didn't you cry like uh, in the middle of the episode or something? I mean, I was having a smoothie, so I, <laughs> so I can't multitask. I you can't didn't have a cry into the smoothie. It would, you know, diffuse it. I, it. I had a very strange meal. I had a smoothie, a blueberry smoothie and um, popcorn. So the smoothie, I, like my, my mouth was really dry from all the salt from the popcorn. Okay. <laughs> so that was hurting and I was... <laughs> you were too dehydrated to I was cry. too dehydrated to cry. I can't spare the moisture. Honey, I want to cry so bad. I don't think I can spare the moisture. But you did cry when we saw this. Yeah, I mean, I would have cried. I wish wish I'd cried. Um, But because it is very sad and it's a really good episode. I think it just... um, Had the circumstances been different, I would have cried, definitely. Did you cry? No. But But you are a robot. I am. No Doctor Who episode has ever made me cry, so. <laughs> it's so weird because I get <laughs> really sad about... No, but I get so sad about Doctor Who. Yeah. But, like, I don't cry so often about it. Like, I don't cry. I didn't cry when Face the Raven aired. Didn't you? No. I thought you did. No, I don't think so. Okay, well... But again, I was like, I say this every single time I talk about Face the Raven, but like it was only until the very end when 
the whole scene between them before she dies where I was like, oh, it's a romance. <laughs> That's so funny. Where the dots were connected. So it was kind of like a little bit late for me to start getting sad. Okay. It was yeah. like halfway through the scene, she says the, you know, we've already had enough bad timing mm-hmm. line. And then, you know, it's only like two more lines and then she's dead. <laughs> so I didn't have you, too much time. You to did like, a 12 oh. Clara speed run. Yeah. <laughs> In those like two seconds, I was like, whoa. Anyway, okay, let's, let's not talk about 12 and Clara. <laughs> Let's try not to this episode. Um, okay, so the episode starts with like a very goofy picture. I know. <laughs> and this, the close-up, the way they zoom in, I think it's really sweet that, yeah. it, that it opens with a picture of him smiling. Yeah. And the, and Rose's the voiceover is yeah. really nice. It's weird when they zoom in too close. It starts, and then the music is kind of... It, the soundtrack, I've, I, I haven't pointed that out yet, I think. But I don't think the soundtrack is good this season. I think it's very weird. Really? I think it's kind of... I don't know. Because Murray gets really... Murray Gold gets really, really good in later seasons. You're on first name basis. With Murray! Murray. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Murray. <laughs> no, I think... I think he's a, he, 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 he makes some bangers later on. But so far, I don't like them. I don't like Rose's theme... Compared to what he does later on. I don't know. I guess it takes me out of the moment because it's very like stringy and um, it just, it doesn't fit, Hmm. I think, for the scene. I haven't really been paying attention to the soundtrack this season. Mm. And I think I just don't do it in Doctor Who in general. Mm. And like, because I like music and it's not like, um, I don't recognize when there's nice music playing. But for some reason, with the Doctor Who, it just doesn't register. Yeah. Like, you will show me or, like, play um, tracks from the soundtrack for me. And be like, you have to recognize this, right? I'm like, I've never heard this in my life. And you're like, oh my god, that's the music that plays when Clara is off school. <laughs> like, okay. But, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Don't you know Baba Baba Biker? <laughs> No. Don't you know it? No. It's when they serious when, when, when they're on the bike in Bells of St. John and there's the song that goes ba 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 and it's called ba 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 biker. That's great. <laughs> that should be our intro. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, special edition ba 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 biker. Yeah, we can do it when we do Bells of St. John. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um Okay, okay. Um, but the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I, I like the beginning. It starts out like very quietly and very, you know, um, I don't know, you get sort of immediately sucked into it because it starts so differently. And I like the scene where Rose and Jackie are sitting on the bed and, you know, she's telling him, oh, she's telling her about Peter and His Rose. name's not Peter, his name's Pete. Pete Tyler. It's Pete? Yes, it's Pete. <laughs> what? I thought it was Peter. No, it's Pete. It's Pete. Is it really Pete? Yes. Isn't that, isn't that just a nickname? No, I think it's Pete Tyler. Because Pete's a name. But I it mean, doesn't... It sounds like I said it. I said pizza. Pete's a name. Pete's a name. What if you try to gaslight me? <laughs> pizza name. Come on, pizza name. His, his name is Pizza. <laughs> yes. 
your mouth. What are you talking about? His name is literally Pizza Tyler. Pizza Tyler. Pa-pa-pa pizza. Ba-ba-ba-biker. The trilogy. Sorry, what? Weird tangent. Okay, well, I'm Pete. So, I'm so sorry. Pete. Um, I'm actually glad that his name is Pete and not Peter because... Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. It, so I, yeah, okay. It makes Whatever. Me, <laughs> it makes me think about Peter Griffin. <laughs> Sadly, not Peter Capaldi. Oh my God, the fact that they share a name. I know, it's terrible. Which is the... Peter! <laughs> Peter. Which is the superior Peter? Imagine. Oh my god, if we met Peter Capaldi, we'd be like, Peter! Peter! No. Oh my god, okay. Uh, yes, this is a sad, tragic episode. Oh, we're, I'm just trying to not get there because it makes me sad. Anyway, uh, Kid Rose is adorable. She looks like Britney Spears. No, she doesn't. I think she's always remarkable. <laughs> The way I was gesticulating too, with candy in my mouth, I was like, she looked like Britney Spears. She looked like Britney Spears, yo. No. <laughs> You're so wrong. Um, I, I, she's always reminded me of like Britney Spears. That girl could play Britney Spears when she's a baby. Maybe. Uh, not, I'm not talking about the baby. I'm talking about no, the No, I mean, I mean the kid, not okay. the baby. Does she have any lines? She doesn't. No. Right, she's, she's very cute. She's adorable. She has these huge brown eyes. They're Which, not the same color as Billy's. No, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a really sweet scene. And then I like the fact that you know Nine agrees to take her, and mm. I had completely forgotten that they go to Pete, Pete, the wedding and Jackie's wedding. Yeah. Um. What do you think about Jackie's wedding outfit? Gorgeous. I want to get married in a dress just like that. <laughs> like the suit and the hair. Okay. Yeah, Jackie looks very questionable in this episode. 80s Jackie was just. The costuming a lot. is really good this episode. It's though, fun. Because it, it actually is 80s. Yeah, and uh, it made me think that we have a period episode. True! In, in the 80s. That's fun. That's very true. Yeah. And it doesn't feel, but like, it feels like the 80s, but it's not like, oh my god, everyone's dressed so strangely, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it's, it's only in the beginning with like the bridesmaids. Yeah, they well, look it's extremely 80s. Yeah, because like they do, um, it looks good because, but it's not overdone. Mm-hmm. It's just like a normal day. Yeah, it's not too like costumey. Exactly. Um. So that's cool, but we would love another 80s episode. Please, more period episodes. Russell, if you're listening. (laughs) Russell, we know you're here. We know you're listening for ideas. Yeah, we know. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because most people wouldn't think that this is a period episode, but it is. Yeah, if you do like... Top 10 time travel episodes where they go to the past in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't include Father's Day, probably. No, definitely not, yeah. Right? You would just have, you know, like, Fires of Pompeii. Yeah. Those kinds of more obvious, like, oh, we're really focusing on the fact that we're in this different time. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, it's just like... 
the one that's set in the future because it's set in 2006. <laughs> Which I like. Yeah, I like I like it when it's not when it's something when it's someone else's past or for Rose it's barely her past even yeah. because I don't know. I just I like it. Or someone's future. Like it's Rose's 2006 is Rose's future. 2012 is Rose's future. Mm-hmm. It's just not her future. Makes no sense what I'm saying. But, you know, so. We're being so coherent to this episode. Did you notice in the background once... Because, yeah, so first they go to the wedding. And then she decides that she wants to be with her dad when he's dying. Because he dies alone. Yeah. And he agrees mm-hmm. to take her. Um, and they hold hands and it's yeah. very sweet. In the background, there's a bunch of posters. Yes. Socialist worker... No third term for Thatcher. I did notice that. I thought I think I think that's probably very deliberately yeah, placed out by definitely. Russell. I was like think his... I was thinking about um Yeah. I did notice that. You can cut this out if you want to. Um it made me think of uh your discussion that you had about Doctor Who being uh political or not. Yeah. Mm. Which obviously like you wouldn't have that poster i mean because it's not like the place where they were filming that particular day just happened to have those posters in 2005 no like they wouldn't those are put up by the team Mm -hmm. so it's a very conscious choice Mm. um which you probably wouldn't have if you didn't want to you know have that kind of message yeah i think doctor who is very political but it's not I wouldn't say political in the sense that, you know, this is the first time in the new series that it's not something abstract, like the idea Mm -hmm. or something. It's just like, specifically, this person was bad. Yeah. We are against this thing that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, um, so then um, Rose... First, doesn't have the strength or the the courage to actually go through with it and help mm-hmm. her dad. Um, so she goes again, mm-hmm. and this time she saves him from the car. Yeah. Um. And from there on, they go to Pete's apartment. I just want to say mm-hmm. immediately afterwards, when she's like, "Oh my god, you could have died," he was like, "Well, I wasn't gonna jump under it or something." <laughs> Yeah, I was going to get out. Don't worry. Like, I could see it coming. Yeah. Honey, no, you were going to die. You were going to... No, no, you were going to die. Yeah. Mm. Immediately kind of obnoxious, which I like. Well, he is kind of... He's an interesting character because you think of him as... I mean, obviously Rose has this very romanticized picture of him in Mm -hmm. her head because she never got to meet him, really. Yeah, and because of the things that Jackie told her about him. Yeah, and like... Um, Jackie we get to see that Jackie at the time wasn't very nice towards him Mm. and it was a very complicated relationship because Pete probably cheated on her yeah and that made Jackie very insecure yeah in the relationship and um, paranoid and uh, just just a lot of meanness going around that obviously kind of gets wiped out as soon as he dies yeah. Because then um, he's a tragic figure who, a person that she lost, and once she's lost him, she realizes. Yeah, and I everything. think 
also like what's the point of telling your young daughter who yeah. never met her father that like and who also tragically died mm. that like oh but don't worry about it because he was a swine like she doesn't need to know that and, and i don't think she thinks of it that way either because no i don't think so once he's dead it's all those things stop mattering because mm-hmm. you don't get to be with that person anymore like in the episode before i mean we first get to see um very interesting rose go into her apartment their apartment yeah but before it looks very different it does i was first not sure if it was the same apartment yeah yeah you have that kind of doubt at first Mm -hmm. because it's so different and she's so excited about like everything yeah she points out like the the energy drinks the vitex and the stuff yeah that uh her dad was selling Mm -hmm. and that she's heard he was so good at yeah Whereas later in the episode, we hear Jackie talking about, oh, you're stupid, you know, energy drinks. Mm-hmm. And how that's something that at the time when Pete was alive, that's just something that's annoying for her. Mm-hmm. But once he's dead, those things are so important to her. Yeah. Um, and suddenly they have this tremendous value that before they were just nothing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Pete sees himself and how she sees him as something useless. Mm-hmm. And worthless, and then once he's dead, it's suddenly it's it's everything in the whole world now. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but um, so she goes in. She's very excited and happy. Uh, and the doctor is just giving her this death glare. <laughs> he's very upset with her, and I like the fight that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it gets pretty ugly. And like she's because it's interesting what she says. I didn't write it down, so I don't remember exactly her words. But she's like, "Oh, well, you can go away, and I because I know you're gonna wait for me." Yeah, because this this argument is um, this episode is very like domestically. Yeah, a lot of domestic arguing. Yeah. Um, because it starts with Pete calls uh, nine your boyfriend. Yeah. And then no one ever corrects that. Yeah, until much later. <laughs> until, you know, she thinks... Or she doesn't, but she kind of... I think she knows, really, but she thinks mm-hmm. that um, he's angry because um, her, she didn't correct him when he said, you're a boyfriend. So oh, so, yeah. So she's <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. I, I can tell him that you're not my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nine is very upset with her. First of all, because she did this thing that she wasn't allowed to do. And... It, and Second of all, because he's disappointed because he thought, you know, she was above these things, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, thirdly, because he th- now he has this idea in his head that he- she's only with him because this whole time she's been planning. Yeah. She heard time travel and she's been planning to use him so she can save her dad. Mm. And for him, suddenly, like, it's like their whole relationship is a lie or like their whole... Yeah. Everything they've shared together is just nothing. Yeah, that's a really interesting line. And I had forgotten that he said that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. um. Me too. I forgot that it was so... It's a really... It's a lover's dispute, you know? Yeah. Because she says, you know, Oh, suddenly I saved my dad. And suddenly this is hard for you because suddenly you're not the most important man in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and just the way that she kind of tells him to piss off and mm -hmm. like... Um, yeah, I wish I remembered exactly what she said. I have it written down. 
Well, read it. <laughs> no, I'm trying to get there. Okay. <laughs> because, um, because he says, you know, she's like, well, you see people all the time, but I can't. And he's like, well, this is different. You know, don't you think? And she's like, oh, heartless kind of, that kind yeah. of argument. And he's like, well, don't you think I would have saved yeah. my people, my whole family? Mm-hmm. Family? Yeah. Uh, is dead. Don't you think I would have tried saving them? But I didn't because I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and no- neither can you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she kind of uses that against him at the end of the argument when she says, um, when he says, you know, he's leaving her. And he's like, oh, give me the, t- the key. You know, I'm leaving yeah. now. This is goodbye because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is nothing. And she, you know, screams at him, I know how sad you are. I know how sad you are. Like you're not gonna leave me. You'll be, you'll be waiting. In, I mean, in your TARDIS, and I'm gonna make you wait really long mm-hmm. for me to come back. Something like that. Yeah, which is and such he, a girlfriend line. <laughs> I know exactly. And then he's like, "If I'm so insignificant to you, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna look. I'm gonna go." Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, at the end, Pete comes up and says, "You know, oh, relationship trouble." And she says, first she, she starts by saying, we're not a couple. What does everyone think we're a couple? And then there's a long pause where she's kind of like, it's almost, it's almost like she's like, mm. she's honest with herself. And she's like, I think he, he left me. Mm. Which is like, we're not a couple. And then she's like, yeah, we are. He broke up with me, kind of. God. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, it's very reminiscent of a breakup scene. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but I like that it's... That we get to see this and that they get to have this bump in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And while I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, nine or like ten and Rose never have this kind of thing where you feel like they take out their insecurities on each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, I think it. I can't remember it happening. We'll see. But Yeah, maybe maybe remember. they have some dispute, but I feel like it's um, more lovey-dovey. Whereas in this, you know, there's still, um, there's still something in between them that kind of gets in their way, mm-hmm. and um, they're still so they have these walls up, and especially nine, mm. when like he gets hurt very easily, and you know he would rather just turn his back on this and run away than have to like um, try to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I understand his point of view as well i mean i get why he's angry at her maybe he should have told her <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but like, but it, it, yeah it's it's kind of obvious that like you can't save your dad like it's not it, but i feel like hasn't he said <clears throat> that before I, I know in the beginning of the episode at least he says you know be careful what you wish for or tread carefully yeah. or something uh, um and obviously no, I don't know, actually. Yeah, but I, I feel like this must have come up earlier. I mean, it feels like a very obvious thing that you can't go back in time and save someone that you know is, has to be dead in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, so when Rose kind of rushes out into the street, it feels like, you know, this completely impulsive thing and she wasn't meant to do it, but then mm-hmm. she couldn't watch her dad die. Again, you know, she already yeah. did. Uh, mm. But then afterwards, she's sort of acting like she doesn't understand why this is a big deal. I think, <laughs> I think, I think it's kind of, I think, 
I think she's trying to rationalize, rationalize yeah. it. And I think she, she, I think she really knows yeah, deep so. down why it's not okay. Yeah. Or why she can't do it, but she's kind of in denial. She's like, why can't I sit him? Like, it's yeah. just, like, she's... And, in, and obviously, at the end of the episode, the doctor's trying to make it work. So, yeah. so and Pete get, gets to live, and the world is fine. And but, in that moment, I think you would also... Like, the joy of just being with your dad, who you have never gone to know, mm. and who you have just saved from dying, would that would, like, eclipse any sort of feeling of wrongness Mm -hmm, that yeah you would you would sort of forget about that or like make yourself forget about it Mm. um yeah then we get the first very (laughs) uncomfortable sort of um peter kind of peter i'm sorry (laughs) peter (laughs) um like sort of insinuates that oh but if i was your boyfriend I know. And I know. Kind of old boy moment. I was thinking about that. It was giving an old boy moment. <laughs> well, I'm glad that episode didn't turn out like that. <laughs> oh, God. Although that would require Rose also not knowing that Pete was her dad. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> and also Doctor Who did not be a kid's show. Yeah. Or a family show. Yes. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, and we Does get... anyone know if in case you don't know what old boy is, it's it's a movie where a man um doesn't know it's his daughter and he has sex with his daughter. Yeah. Neither of us have seen it. So. No no we <laughs> But we want to see it. Yes. <laughs> Very because, badly because this episode didn't give us what we wanted. No. <laughs> no, no. Absolutely not. Definitely not that. For legal reasons, that is a joke. No, no. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, but yeah, we have lots of those lines and moments. They're very horrible and I hate them. But maybe we'll get into that later. With but really, is there... I mean, there's with, with Jackie. Yeah. But it but comes up a couple of times. I remembered at the... I thought... Because I remember that at the end, when she sees Rose with Pete, when as he's dying, I'm yeah. like, oh, what's that shh? that slut doing I've, yeah. I remember there was something like that but she, thank yeah. god she doesn't say anything yeah because really... that would have so ruined the moment to have Jackie be like that blonde slut yeah. and she's actually the one who kills Pete <laughs> oh yeah she is oh I love Jackie no wait what do you mean no, I don't know <laughs> because that was a joke because she doesn't believe like, oh my god you're because so she doesn't right. believe she doesn't believe that Rose is Rose, and then he's like, oh, look, here's yeah, okay, Rose. yeah, and then he gives Rose herself, and then paradox, blah, blah, space stuff. Yeah, baby Rose, also very cute. There are some kind of comedic scenes, or like scenes that are kind of unintentionally funny, because it has some people arguing or talking to each other, and then they cut to baby Rose. Face. Her reaction, yeah. <laughs> Her very zoomed in face where she's just staring at them with these like fish eyes. It's very funny. <laughs> you know what I thought was really fucking funny? <laughs> really fucking funny. funny. Shut up. <laughs> is when um it's when Pete says, uh, do you want me to drive you and your boyfriend or to something like that? Mm-hmm. And then it's like this dramatic do sound <laughs> yeah. and it cuts to nine and just like stands like this with like his arms out yes. and it looks like he's like so stiff and it's just like, 
like out of context that's so funny because he's, <laughs> he's so pissed that he thinks he's her boyfriend yeah i was also i also reacted to that <laughs> <laughs> okay i love that sound effect <laughs> it's so, like it's so loud it's very dramatic um <laughs> yeah <laughs> what happens then um I, my next note is about mickey because mickey mickey oh my god yeah okay Mick. mickey um yeah okay but actually before we get to mickey mm-hmm. okay because we first see him on this playground where people are being attacked by monsters the monsters in this episode are very stupid very very bad looking again i'm gonna say what i've said previously in the last episode like don't show us the monster just don't yeah it's it's more i think it's scarier if the people just disappear yeah yeah instead of mm. yeah instead of being like eaten by yeah dinosaurs or whatever they yeah. are supposed to be but also not not in like a back to the future way make it scary because ba- <laughs> you know then people vanish just slowly kind of you know they lose oh feeling you remember no back to the future yeah but i don't their parents oh. never meet and then all of a sudden okay, yeah. so they start vanishing okay mm. yeah i maybe vaguely remember that <laughs> um yeah, so we see Mickey. There's a great shot that I really like of Mickey going on the swing, and then uh, the camera sort of sweeps with, him. with the swing, and then when it sweeps back, his mother is gone, who was you know pushing him. Did um, Did you notice that? Um, I mean, obviously this is the same mom that allegedly kills herself. Yeah, and it's um, just guessing based on how old he looks like. It's not, it can't be much longer in real life after this that she kills herself. Yeah. She just, I think it was like five or something when, yeah. when she died. And he's like, this is a pretty old kid. This, I mean, the <laughs> casting here is so weird. Why is he so much older than Rose? Yeah, because he was, he's supposed to be 22. So. 22. Right. <laughs> uh, or was he, Yeah. 22, I think. So, at most, he should be three years old. Can I say something? What? Since, um, our kind of, but not really, last time we sat down and recorded, mm-hmm. um, I've turned the same age as how many wells Danny Pink dug in, <laughs> in Afghanistan. <laughs> we are both. 23 wells! <laughs> I thought it was 27. No, it's 23 wells. A dog 23, dog him. I love that cut to just him angrily talking 23 about 23 wells. A dog, 23 wells. I'm sorry? 23 wells, when I was a soldier. 23. Okay, good, good wells. Yeah, they were good, actually. I'm not doubting the quality of your wells. Whole villages saved, actual towns full of people. People I didn't shoot, people I kept safe. Okay, point taken, seriously. Oh, so why doesn't that ever get mentioned? I'm sorry, I didn't mention your 23 wells. Oh my god. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. That's a great anniversary. I feel like you should have uploaded that to I know. Facebook. I'm like 23 <laughs> <laughs> to Facebook. Like all the moms on Yeah, I was trying like, to think which this? which social media would be like the least funny. <laughs> like the least <laughs> to 
<laughs> the least like um sort of accepting of something really ridiculous yeah okay facebook yeah it would be funny though just to post that clip of him saying 23 whales and, and posting it on tom no not on tumblr on youtube and be yeah like, this is my age <laughs> happy birthday to me 23 years 20, 20, 23 years i celebrated them i lived them <laughs> Uh, yeah, but Mickey is like very old in this episode. He's so weirdly old. Did you notice something else? Because um, I talked about how Mickey's bedroom has a lot of like NASA stuff and yeah, <laughs> alien toys. And so I, my theory was that um, Mickey as a kid was really into astronauts and space and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there's a scene after his mum is gone. Yeah. He runs into the church and he's like, oh, there's a monster. Yeah. And one of them, bridesmaids, is like, what monster, sweetheart? Is it aliens? Yeah. And she's like joking. It's implied because he's like probably often yeah. playing that there's aliens. Yeah. Or something like, oh, he's maybe very interested in aliens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that adds to my little theory. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't worried about Rose at all. He's just into aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah. In that episode. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Mama, let's research. Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like the fact that this whole episode is kind of centered around a wedding and that it's set in a church. I think oh. that's a kind of fun thing. Oh, and his ninth speech. Yeah, the couple, they're really sweet. But it's so weird. Oh, yeah, because he... It's not weird, actually, but how he... Um, it's kind of like he's jealous of their normal romantic life. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, you know, um, pub, meet, waiting for a cab around the corner, yeah. going home, two in, two, a, two in the morning. I could never have that, or mm-hmm. I've never had that. Um, yeah, well, don't you think maybe he is a little jealous? No, yeah, I think so. Definitely. I yeah. Think so. Yeah. Of and the like, romantic aspect, because that's... Yeah, like of the, life in general, but the normalcy th- of it. Yeah, yeah, but I think I, I think obviously he 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 maybe longs a little bit for being, he longs for the ability to have that life. Yeah, both like as an outside thing, but also as a person because he's always flying around because he can't ever settle down. Mm-hmm. Um. So that life in general, but I also think. Uh, in the context of this episode and obviously the argument that was going on between him and Rose that it's kind of like I can't have like it's not that easy I meet someone and we have a meet cute and then we start dating mm-hmm. and then we get married or something like that mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I think it's kind of heavily implied that that's um, most the biggest part of that line is that that's the kind of jealousy he feels. Yeah, or I mean, I think he, it's like not a bitter jealousy because he f- seems very at peace with the fact that he can't have this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, not and because I think it's also like he doesn't really want it. Mm. It's kind of like, well, that would be nice if I could be satisfied with that, mm-hmm. but I, I can't. I can never, that can never be enough for me, and I'm always going to have this know just this ache for more mm-hmm. uh, and yeah he probably feels a bit jealous of people who can uh you know live these humble peaceful lives and never wish for anything more yeah definitely i agree 
I think I really like I really 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 like this episode just in general because yeah. it, it's very I think this is the episode where the whole family um grounded real life people's relationship that yeah. kind of thing that people always um praise Russell for mm-hmm. this is and it's not even him who wrote it but I think this is where it fits the best obviously because it's um the wedding and everyone knows each other mm-hmm. but also because Rose has this it doesn't take away from the fact that she loves her dad and she loves her mom and she had this idea of everything was so lovely and rosy haha <laughs> yeah <laughs> lovely and nice um before he died then it's so sad he was the best man in the world and then she meets him and all these ideas she had of him weren't true like they weren't happy and mm-hmm. they weren't nice toward each other and I mean, he wasn't maybe the best man in the world yeah. that she thought he was. He, he wasn't that smart businessman. He was, um, he probably cheated on her mom. Um, but he is, but I, but I like that no matter, he's still, he's still, ex- he's still in- incredibly nice and warm to Rose Yeah. throughout the entire episode. Yeah. And so that doesn't get, that doesn't take away anything because at the end of the day, at the very end of the episode, she still says the same thing, you know, Peter Allen Tyler, yeah. the most, the best man in the whole world. But yeah, now you know, it's a more like a, a, a human. I'm glad that you com- like complete picture. It doesn't turn out that he's a terrible person or something. It's just like, well, he was a real person. He wasn't a perfect guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also like, because he very much, um, he's very. It weighs upon him that he can't, you know, be everything that Rose wants him to be and that Jackie wants him to be. Mm. And he really tries his best. And, yeah. <laughs> and he gets very... You know, when, when Rose tells him, like, you know, you took me um these picnics and you read me bedtime stories. Aww. And he just... You can see in his face that he starts understanding that that's not true because I could never do that, but I would want to, mm-hmm. but it's not like possible for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of how he realizes that he's dead in the future. Yeah. Because, and it's so, oh, the way he said, yeah, that he says, you know, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And at the end when he's, when he chooses to, to die, and he has that lovely little speech with her and they everyone hugs and he, mm. him and Jackie kind of reunite and kiss each other because yeah. it's so oh i love that thing about doctor who um where something so normal and trivial um that would be otherwise overlooked in other media mm-hmm. isn't like him like she's you know she says it's unfair that he that he has to die mm-hmm. but for him he focuses on the good thing which is you know i got all of these extra hours yeah that i didn't that i wasn't supposed to have mm-hmm. and i got to meet you anyway yeah and n- no one else has ever had that before mm-hmm. um i mean how lucky am i that i got those extra few hours yeah um oh beautiful it's very sweet it's very sweet mm. Um, 
Okay, but I want to talk some more about the monsters in this episode because I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit conflicted on them. But yeah, because uh, when we watched this, I think we were very much like in agreement that maybe the episode would be better without them. And like, you don't really need them. And you can sort of... It would maybe... Okay, but then I kind of changed my mind when I was watching. And I, I still think they're pretty stupid. But like... Um, because my idea was that you don't need a big monster to, you know, keep them in here and like, oh, we can't go outside because they're going to eat us. But it would be more scary and more interesting if it was, um, you know, something a little more kind of, um, invisible that was threatening them, um, and, you know, maybe they're in this church and they can't leave and things start being weird. Like, okay, like the phone call that they get. Mm-hmm. Oh! Right? Mm. Time starts, you know, being completely dysfunctional. There's also... Uh, Rose puts... Uh, Rose turns on the radio and there's a song playing that hasn't been released yet. So all those sort of strange things start happening... Oh, really, it's just those two things. <laughs> okay, but, but, like, there should be more of them. Yeah, now. there could have been more things like that. Like, oh, they get stuck in this church. Uh, maybe they can't leave. Maybe things start repeating. Maybe it's, like, yeah, weird stuff just st- starts happening. Because uh, I, I like the idea that they're safe inside the church. Yeah. Because and, and you don't have to go the religious route with it. Obviously, you can apply that as well. But that that it's something, a place that is meant to be and is for a lot of westerners even if it's if you're not religious it's still a place of peace and and of safety yeah i was thinking that at first that it's kind of weird that they have like oh yeah this is a sanctuary for you know humans but also for aliens <laughs> but it's like is, do but, they say that no no that's kind of the implication at uh-huh. first but then um later on it's explained that it has to do with the age of the building oh yeah yeah right so it's not actually because like these aliens respect the fact that it's a sanctuary um they're like we we respect everyone's religion (laughs) but we are gonna kill you if you come outside yeah so it's not that but yeah yeah i do like that um and that's kind of why i changed my mind about Mm -hmm. it um, because I like the fact that the monsters are there, but I keep calling them the monsters. They probably have a better name. Um, but you know, they're very like disconnected from the story. Yeah. So pretty much everything, this isn't like an action packed episode because everything that goes on in it is mostly just conversations between the characters and yeah, it's very, very grounded and very just heartfelt between um, different people. And yeah. I think that's one of the strengths of the episode. So maybe I can forgive. I think... The, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think I think your idea sounds a lot better. But it's, it's also the fact... Sorry. It's also the fact that they are, like, killing all these other people... Which doesn't make any sense. They're sanitizing the... And they're killing the whole world because they're sanitizing the wound in time. See, that's Uh. just not a great concept. Like, they need to kill Peter. 
Pete, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's? It's just gonna create more paradoxes if you kill a bunch of other people I know, who are the not logic, supposed to be dead. The logic isn't there. At yeah, all. because then the logic is, oh, we're just gonna kill everyone ever. Yeah. <laughs> because Pete is alive. Yeah. I I could I it could I don't like it, but it could have worked better if it was kind of like a hostage situation. Like, yeah. Peter, you have. <laughs> sorry but pete you have to face you have to get run over by this car yeah you have to go out and meet this car and we're just gonna keep on killing people until you do this thing yeah and then yeah yeah but like i don't really um but then they get reversed yeah i don't, I don't think people should be dying i don't think they should be killing anyone except for peter pete, pete! <laughs> it. But like, yeah, maybe reality outside is kind of unraveling and they're inside this church and they can't leave um, Mm -hmm. unless Pete goes and dies. I was thinking about a movie that I watched, Mm -hmm. one of the movies, which is called The Exterminating Angel. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a movie from the 60s. And I'm sorry, that's a Doctor Who... Yeah, it, I... That's a Dalek the episode. Minute I, the minute I said it. Weeping Angels Dalek episode. The exterminating angel. I know! <laughs> it's, the minute I said it, I was like, that's a great title for a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a surrealistic... Surrealist movie hmm. from the 60s um, about a bunch of, like, high... Upper-class people who go and have a dinner party with one of their friends mm-hmm. and they all stay there overnight and in the morning they find that they can't leave the room that they're in. Oh, okay, yeah. And it's not like there's an invisible force field, mm-hmm. but rather it's the fact that they're not just unable to leave, they're unable to attempt leaving. Mm-hmm. So every time they sort of go to the door... Which is wide open, like it's, they can just walk right out, but they kind of get distracted or they come up with an excuse or they just stand there staring like they don't know how to put one foot in front of the other. Oh. It's very disturbing. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they spend like weeks in there starving and uh, they start like hacking up the walls to get water from the pipes and they're like eating paper to survive just because and like they could just walk right out but for some reason they don't and they don't know why mm-hmm. and something like that i think could have been interesting for this episode oh yeah definitely right if they're just like why can't we leave yeah and no one understands what's going on um yeah so i think i would have liked something along those lines I it would think, have been cool i think usually most most usually when we argue about the 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 aliens i think yeah. it boils down to us both thinking it's not scary enough yeah because it's i think it should be scarier because they're kind of it's kind of settled at this area where it's scary for the kids mm-hmm. but i think it should be scary for everyone it doesn't have to be a horror movie but it can still be uncomfortable yeah. for people um it doesn't have to be hacked off limbs and stuff but it can still yeah, be no. scary um, but I, I, I definitely agree with you. That's, I think that sounds smashing. That's a lot better than um, than what ended up being. I think the aliens, like you said, they're not necessary. It doesn't have to be them. Um, I don't think they ruined the episode for me. It's still a, one of... I think it's... Dalek was obviously a really good episode, but I, I think this is my favourite for this season. 
Um, so obviously it doesn't ruin the episode for me. It just means that it doesn't reach its full potential, which is yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, they also never come back. I know, and they should come back, considering if it's like a paradox thing or where because that happens all the time. Yeah, and I was thinking, like in oh, oh, wedding of River Song, where where the doctor is supposed to die. Oh yeah. Um, Moffat does a thing where time collapses and everything's weird. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's I think a lot makes more, more sense. Yeah, that that's sort of along the lines that I imagine it. That mm. you know, it, it's not that a bunch of monsters come and start killing people, but more just like everything's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Like, things, and obviously... Things don't make sense. Moffat doesn't do the creepy, scary route. He just... Yeah, no. He goes, like, funny. Yeah, fun it's, more com- it's more comical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could have found, like, some middle ground, I guess. Mm. But, um, yeah, so it's not like it didn't catch on, <laughs> this particular thing. And also, like, it can't be the first time in the history of Doctor Who that someone has gone back in time and saved someone who was supposed to die. Like, in terms of classic Who. I'm trying to think, because I've seen season one and two now. Yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's something there. Um, no, no, because in, uh, as far as I know, mm-hmm. which is the first Doctor, it's, it's like with... Um, Susan, no, not Susan. Barbara tries to save the Aztecs from dying out. Oh. And that doesn't work. Like, nothing works. Nothing works because, you know, time decides that that's how time flows. You mm-hmm. know, they okay. disappear. And it's the same with... I can't remember. Some, some other episode. Okay. Where some other... some They tried to save someone else and that doesn't happen because it's time... So, in as far as I've seen in classic, it's not a thing where they can't. You can't say you 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 just can't. You can't save someone. Mm-hmm. So if this episode was set in classic, it would be like Rose saves, um, Pete, but then immediately another car comes. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's inevitable, kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. I see. Um. But but um I'm sure there's like thirty years of yeah TV there are, in between those things so exactly, I'm sure like eight more doctors probably like the seventies eighties mm-hmm. that happens for sure mm-hmm. maybe maybe what else do we have to say about this episode I don't have anything to <gasps> say what I know because it's so good so I don't have anything to like. Do you, do you not have anything to say about um, a certain costume change in this episode? Oh, you mean he takes off his jacket? Yes! <laughs> Woo! Clapping and cheering. Christopher Eccleston's sexy, sexy body. Yeah. <laughs> he's really sexy, though. He's got a great... He looks really good when he takes off the jacket. I mean, he has a nice torso. A very nice torso. Well done, Christopher. We love you. Come on the we show. Love, we love you. I'm not. I'm not sexualizing you. I'm just oh. trying to. Um, uh, or I hope I'm not. But I think you look really good. Well done. <laughs> I love that you're addressing him. I know, but like in case he's listening, he probably he. I, he probably I, is. He probably. I know when he's listening. I know he's gonna take. He's gonna. You know, not take too well to that. Me being like he's so sexy. 
sexualizing Christopher like, Eccleston. He immediately looks so different, and it's like striking. He should do that more often. Yeah, because you, oh. when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, no, he wears some different clothes. No, he wears the leather jacket all the time. This is the only time he takes it off because yeah. you immediately notice the difference. Yeah. And he looks like a completely different person. I think he, he does change. Like, sometimes he wears a t-shirt. They're always v-neck. But it's... Yeah. Sometimes he wears... This time it's a green jumper. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a green t-shirt, purple t-shirt, a red t-shirt, mm-hmm. or a long sleeve. In the original, like, costume... In the original costume... That was you on my door when I was <laughs> about to cry. <laughs> When, um, in the original costume test, he was supposed to have, like, a navy, um, turtleneck, which he looks so good in. It's such a nice outfit. Nice. It's very Captain Haddock, so I get why they didn't do it. Yeah. But I think they should have done it for at least one episode. That would have been cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, but it's, I love it. He should always, he should have more costume changes. I wish he got, I wish, I wish us. Yeah. I'm sorry, I really can't speak this episode. Me neither. I feel like I'm, I, I, I lost my accent. Because <laughs> every time when I'm at work and someone comes in who speaks English, mm-hmm. I don't do this accent because I feel like I get so many questions about yeah. it. And I'll be like, oh, welcome. Hello, how can I help you? Like, they would be <laughs> like, what is going on? So, so like when I speak English, it's, I've kind of dropped it. Unless I'm doing this. Yeah, I don't know why we fall into this kind of accent when we do this podcast. It's it's the doing the woo accent. Yeah, it's doing some wooing to our brains. <laughs> that was a good one. That's no, a good it wasn't. one. Smashing! <laughs> Love it, mate. Okay, but yeah, yeah, enough about Christopher Eccleston's sexy, 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 sexy body. body. <laughs> we, but we would love to see more of it. <laughs> Um, he's very pretty uh, Christopher yeah yeah. to this day he's very pretty I love him he's a a good looking man inside and out yeah love you (laughs) we love you well this is great Uh, we have so many great things to say no but the thing is like it's so it's, it's so good I, I have a hard time talking about it because I don't have anything to complain about it, almost. Right. I don't have anything to complain about. Um, and We've kind of gone over the things that we think Yeah, it's just good. like, just I just want to say to people, watch it. Yeah, unless unless this, you've watched it in a long time, you should watch it again. Just watch it. This is kind of an episode that gets overlooked. Yeah. Isn't it? For sure. Because if it's like, if someone talks about the good episodes of this season, yeah. it's always, always, always like Dalek and the two-parter that comes after this one. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of, I mean, this is squashed in between so many iconic or at least well-recognized episodes that it kind of just falls in between the cracks. Yeah. Iconic episodes like the long game, but I know, but but you know that's something you people remember that episode, right? Because I keep forgetting about this episode, like it's a really good. I know, I, I I like it, but I always forget that it's 
than it exists. I think it's because the vis- it's it's not so strong visually, and especially like with the aliens. Like you remember the the thing in the forehead, the opening up. Yeah, but like and I... you remember the farting aliens, and yeah. you remember the Daleks, obviously, and you remember the plastic autons. But like I really like this setting a lot more than the setting of Downing Street. No, I know, but it's like it's not like if someone were to remember that two parter, they're not like oh yeah, that's the two parter in Downing Street. Yeah, you remember it as oh. Yeah, yeah, that's the Slovene episode. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, and, and again, the Dalek episode, oh, the plastic, mm. the plastic mannequins, um, the, the gas masks. The gas masks. That's, those yeah. are this really strong, like, this doesn't really have that. It's just like a kind of dragon flying in the yeah. sky. Obviously, I think they were trying very hard to um, invent these new, like, iconic monsters yeah um yeah they, they do a couple of old ones you know they do the daleks mm-hmm. um but they're like oh we need something new like something to sell toys and to you know yeah. have people talk about the scariest monsters blah 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 because uh, i feel like they kind of stop doing that in later seasons, or what do you think? Or like, obviously, they still come up with new aliens and new monsters, but it's less of like because in in this first season, like every episode almost has a new cool concept. Mm. Whereas further on, I feel like they recycle more things. Are you thinking of a specific season or something? I I don't even know what I'm talking Cause about. Because I'm trying to because co- I I I I want to just compare with like a. Later season. Okay, we'll think about... Because um, my immediate thought is, like, the new... The, the Chibnall era. No. Where it's only new aliens, but they're all terrible. <laughs> so... Uh, and they're, they're all shite, so no one remembers them. Yeah, that's not what I was thinking about. Exactly, I was yeah. more thinking about, like, season three, maybe. Where we also have the Daleks, but they're really stupid. Um, what other the monsters? aliens? Yeah, what The monsters? Scarecrows. The Scarecrow oh, family. Yeah. Um. The master, <laughs> the master. Yeah, we bring back the master. Oh, Jadoon! the Jadoon! the Jadoon platoon upon the moon. Yes. Yeah. Right. And the woman with the straw. Yeah. Ah, I love that. It's so funny that we fucking have a, an old lady with a straw sucking blood from people's necks. It's so, oh, it's really disgusting. It's so camp. Oh God. What. Oh, the Carrionites, the the witches. Yeah, I was like, yeah, because I was no, thinking I... about the witches, and I'm like, but those aren't aliens; they're just witches. No, they're aliens. It's <laughs> always that's always the case with Doctor Who. It's never like it was always like, oh, it was an alien. Yeah, that thing that happened in history that was an alien. Oh, God, like the huge, a huge blooming bee, and I don't mean big. I mean flipping, flipping enormous. enormous. When I say giant. I mean, flipping enormous. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think, for me, I think, hmm, I don't know. I think for me, Russell's era is very like these are the new aliens. These are the toys you want to buy. Yeah. Um, throughout all four seasons, and then some are hit and miss, um, and some like these these aliens in this episode they don't even have a name, so obviously they're not the same thing. Yeah, I know. But they're kind of set up to be reoccurring because, like, you know, they're, they're introduced as this kind of thing that 
you know, they ha- it, this is going to happen whenever a, par- a paradox occurs. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because I, I don't think they had the intention of bringing them back. No, probably not. Yeah. But if they had made them interesting, mm-hmm. that totally could have been a thing. I think it's, I think, I think the closest I can get to something where they stop caring about, where they stop caring about trying to sell this idea of a new, where the alien, like, this is a new alien that's going to be, I hope the kids like it, it's going to mm-hmm. keep, keep on coming back. Yeah, it's going to be on the top 10 aliens list. Yeah, I think it's, it kind of dies out with, I think in the Clara era, really, because, you know, Series yeah. 6 really pushed the silence. They were really trying oh, to get yeah. the silence to be the new thing. Yeah. And obviously the Weeping Angels. <laughs> How did we forget? Season 3, Aliens. Oh, yeah. The fucking Weeping Sorry, Angels. I was thinking about the Weeping Angels, but I didn't remember that they appear in Season 3. Yeah, Season 3, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, they're. I feel like they're... They're I mean, very iconic. But there's, it's hard to tell because there's so many... There's no like distinctive. I think I'm thinking of like season nine. Is there a distinctive alien that they're trying to push as like the new thing? I don't think so. No. But then there's also like throughout the whole show, there's always aliens that aren't meant to be that. They're just there, you know, kind of like Vincent and the Doctor. They're not gonna be like, oh, yeah. this alien's gonna be coming back. Like if you like <laughs> it, we'll bring it back. Yeah. No. No, not every alien can be a Dalek. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, but I think they try. They try it. We do were that like, sometimes. we're not going to talk about the aliens and the monsters in this podcast. But just. <laughs> I know, we, we break every single rule. What's your top 10 uh, monsters on Doctor Who? I'm not actually asking that, but if you want to answer, I want to answer you that can. question. <laughs> okay. I want to answer that question. I want to answer. I'm not going to. Okay, I'm not going to number them because I'm just coming up with aliens that I like. Yeah. Uh, and I think saying Daleks, Cybermen, those kind of aliens off limits because they're two, they're the two staples. Yeah. So it's kind of basic to say Daleks. And it's also like, I can't not say Daleks at the same time. Yeah. But I also don't really like the Daleks or the Cybermen. No, no. So I don't know. I think I'm, I'm, I'm obviously Weeping Angels. Yeah. They're an incredible alien. Jesus Christ. They're really good. Um, second, I'd say... The Creature from Midnight. Yes. Fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, yeah. Um, I really like... I re- This isn't New Who. This is Classic Who. I really like the oh. Sensorites. Um, we are these, like, old men. that are aliens with beards on their faces and these huge, like, rounded feet. That's so and cool. And they have this kind of, like, hierarchy on their peaceful little oh. planet. Oods. The Ood, yes. Oh my god, I love them. The, so the Oods are inspired by the Sensorites. Because oh, the, really? the Sensorites um, kind of talk and... No, they don't talk, but like they, they reach out to people and they, they're very trusting. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have the concept of betrayal in their head. Which Aww. is obviously very yeah reminiscent of the Ood. Yeah. The Oods. They're really great. They're only well used once in the Ood episode. But we'll get there. That's true, yeah. Once we get there. That's three. That's four if you count seven. How many did I say? Five. Time Lords? <laughs> That's so easy. You can't <laughs> say that. But, oh, did you mention... that? Uh, did I, I did mention this, but... Um, Nine says when he talks about um, the aliens here. In this yes! Episode, he's like, oh, yeah. if my people... This was my people's job to fix things like yeah. this. 
mm-hmm. think that's very like oh such a simple and easy way to explain what the time lords are because yeah. it's so you're so it's so hard to you're like i don't really get this where is he from what do they do but that i think that yeah, really, what's the point of them exactly but that really like and how they ta- travel in time yeah how does that work why why do they have time machines well i think that's why they call time lords but here you go I it's think a that's great a, tidbit yeah and it's just like it's really simple there you go and it also kind of explains the thing that we were talking about like who are these um sanitizers why are they here why do they mm-hmm. uh why haven't they appeared before mm-hmm. well because the time lords. the time lords were the ones doing this job yeah or like making sure that it, this job didn't need to be done have you seen this i know the answer is no i don't know why i'm asking <laughs> um you haven't seen loki the Disney no i show. haven't because that it's very um it's kind of an homage to doctor who really yeah because they have this uh it's like the tva the time agency okay and there's these people who go and you know take care of the timeline and stuff and then obviously they have these like gods with the big um colors yeah who look like the time lords and i think they're called the time gods or something like that Mm -hmm. so it's and it's all about time and space um it's very 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 obviously inspired by doctor who that's cool um, so it's really cool and uh, the show is bad but that's cool <laughs> <laughs> that they do that great um, so yeah that reminded me of what we were saying about Time Lords and that, that being their job mm-hmm. I think we've so run out of things to say about this episode yeah. <laughs> but we've said a lot of things we've said a lot of things we so. still managed to do oh it's shorter than usual but we still managed to do an hour that's good yeah because uh I think closing points is just go watch this episode. It's yeah. really good. Anyway, um, <laughs> next episode is going to be the the infamous Moffat's first first pen. Yes, episode. Moffat. Exciting. Um, very exciting. Excellent bottom. Excellent bottom. Captain Jack. Ooh. Um, it's gonna be fun. I guess it's gonna be. Fun. You sound very <laughs> apprehensive. I know because uh, I feel like I shouldn't say Captain Jack. Ooh, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> oh God! So many like contrasting feelings. I like the character. I don't like John Barrowman. Ah. Yeah, I feel like we've been kind of alluding to John Bar the whole John Barrowman thing. Ooh, like, if it's... you're not familiar with this, it would just sound like we have a completely, um, like unfounded grudge against him but no, you'll I, hear about it yeah i think most people do know about it but if okay. you don't we'll talk about it next episode i feel like a lot of people don't though because like really well i didn't know it until you told me mm-hmm. and also i feel like the doctor who fandom in general is very like you know stuck on these old you're all favorites and mm-hmm. you don't really want to but isn't Captain Jack people's favorite? It's like him and like River Song. Yeah, people love him. People love these people, and they're like, "Yeah, that's oh, what I mean." Oh, okay. And that they don't want to. Oh. You know, I think there's like a bit denounce of, him. There's obviously a, there's obviously a bit of both, for sure. We will talk all about it next episode. Yeah. So. In the meantime, um, stay sexy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. Only if in you're the... Christopher Eccleston <laughs> listening to this. But I was going to say, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter oh. at Doing the Woo. It's spelled the same way as our podcast. You can also send us hate mail at Doing the Woo at Gmail dot com, which we strongly encourage. We please send us hate mail, especially you from Portugal. Oh my god. Person from Portugal, do it! Come on, yes. and the br- please we singled you out. Please, the two British people who are listening to us, please send us hate mail about our accents. Yes, I'm so. We where want, are they? We I'm want looking. to be roasted. Yeah. So again, you can follow us on Twitter at doing the woo, and our email address is doing the woo at gmail dot com. Goodbye. Goodbye. Stay sexy. <laughs>